Happy day, Rosario Garcia with Why Jesus. Hoping that you are having a fabulous day. That you remember you have royal blood in you because you are a child of God. And that God wants all of us, his children, to come back and live with him someday. And he has prepared the way. And today I have the privilege of sharing with you the ordinances, some of the ordinances that are required for us to get back to him. Um, yesterday's podcast, we focused on Moroni having a few last words to say before um, he basically ended the whole abridgment of the Book of Mormon that included the Nephite nation writings and the Jaredite writings. And all were saved for us in the latter days so that we may know the things we need to do to follow Jesus Christ and stay on the path uh, to return back to them. And so, uh, today's podcast is going to focus, again, we are on week of November 30th through December 6th. Today is December 1st, and we are focusing on Moroni chapter 2. Uh, for all of those that are just joining us for the first time, Welcome. I am not a scriptorian. I simply just share what's important from my heart. Do I make mistakes? Absolutely. And um, just know that I do my best to share what's important. And I do more reading than anything because that way you will feel the power of the words um, of these scriptures. So, you are able to get this Come Follow Me manual that we are going through at Desert Books. Or you can download the app for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, under Library, uh, choose the Come Follow Me manual, Individuals and Families. And we are studying the Book of Mormon this year, uh, since we studied the New Testament last year. And so, uh, the other way, online, on LDS.org, uh, do a search for Come Follow Me, and follow the exact same that I just mentioned, focusing on the week of November 30th to December 6th. So, I am going to read to you the, the topic for today is Priesthood Ordinances Must Be Administered as the Lord Commands. And what this is, is during his mortal ministry, the Savior received and administered sacred ordinances such as baptism, priesthood ordinations, and sacrament. However, because of the great apostasy 
Many people today are confused about how ordinances must be performed and even whether they are needed at all. In Moroni chapter 2, Moroni provided important details about certain priesthood ordinances that can help clear up some of that confusion. And more importantly, today we're going to focus on the confirmation of receiving the Holy Ghost after baptism. So, in this chapter that I'm currently going to read to you, uh, the subheading says, Jesus gave the twelve Nephite disciples power to confer the gift of the Holy Ghost about 401 to 21 A.D. It says, The words of Christ, which he spake unto his disciples, the twelve whom he had chosen as he laid his hands upon them, and he called them by name, saying, Ye shall call on the Father in my name, in mighty prayer, and after ye have done this, ye shall have power that to him upon whom ye shall say, excuse me, to him upon whom ye shall lay your hands, ye shall give the Holy Ghost, and in my name shall ye give it, for thus do mine apostles. Now Christ spake these words unto them at the time of his first appearing, and the multitude heard it not, but the disciples heard it. And on as many as they laid their hands fell the Holy Ghost. And so um, that is, if you recollect um, in the times of when Jesus walked the sacred land with his apostles, he ordained them as apostles, and he did that in the exact same way by laying their hand, uh, his hands on them and ordaining them. So I am going to read to you from the old uh, excuse me, not Old Testament, but the New Testament, um, the scriptures that talk about how he ordained them and set them apart to help the people in the world to get back uh, to Heavenly Father in him. So on the ordinance of baptism, we have the next readings in Matthew chapter 3, 13 through 17. And it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it. To be so now, for thus it is becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, 
and light lighting upon him lightning excuse me lighting upon him okay and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son who i am well pleased on so if you remember this is the example that jesus christ left us um, as to how we're supposed to be baptized and that was to go under the water and come out of the water so basically someone submerges you and lifts you back up and so that is the exact same way that we are to do that again and uh, on the Joseph Smith translation on John chapter 4 verses 1 to 3 this is what it says when therefore the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than, than John, they sought more diligently some means that they might put him to death. For many received John, many received John as a prophet, but they re believed not on Jesus. Now the Lord knew this, though he himself baptized not so many as his disciples. So, Jesus himself baptized some people. Um, and then in the Bible on Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 19, he talks about the priesthood ordination and the passing the sacrament. And so this is what it says. And he goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him. And he ordained twelve, that they should be with him. And that he might send them forth to preach, and to have power to heal sickness, and to cast out devils. And Simon, he surnamed Peter, and James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, and he surnamed them uh, Bonerges, which is the sons of thunder. And Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon the Canaanite. And Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. And they went into a house. And it continues on Matthew 26, 26 through 28. So he chose his 12 apostles. And now it looks like he's going to ordain them um, and pass the bread and water, which is the example he left for us on passing the sacrament on Sundays. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, and for this, for this is my blood of the new testament. Here I am again. I was abruptly interrupted by an alarm and got cut off so i have hopefully fixed that so it doesn't keep happening but um i was in the middle of reading 
the uh, sacrament that <clears throat> Jesus established on Matthew 26, verses 26 through 28. <coughs> and so I am going to go where I was and reread that whole section there. <coughs> and it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. And so he showed us um, to bless the bread and the wine at that time, or water now, um, and to do it in remembrance of the, you know, the sacrifice he made in body and blood for our sins um, and so that is what uh, he left us with uh, later on when we read in future chapters here in the Book of Mormon we're actually going to read the actual prayers of blessing the water and the bread and I do believe we read some of that earlier in earlier podcasts as well but today we're going to focus on the part on Moroni chapter 2 that um, tells us how um, he blessed um, the apostles here in the same way he blessed the apostles in the old world and in chapter 2 he, he confirmed them or he set them apart to do his work and this is I have two verses here to focus in um, and after they had been received unto baptism and were wrought upon and cleansed by the power of the Holy Ghost they were numbered among the people of the church of Christ and their names were taken that they might be remembered and nourished by the good word of God to keep them in the right way, to keep them continually watchful unto prayer, relying alone upon the merits of Christ, who was the author and finisher of their faith. And the next scripture, and he called them my name, saying, ye shall call on the Father in my name. In mighty prayer, and after ye have done this, ye shall have the power to do to him upon whom ye shall lay your hands. Ye shall give the Holy Ghost, and in my name shall ye give it. For thus do mine apostles. And we call the laying of hands on you after baptism. We call it a confirmation. So the baptism is the cleansing of the body and mind of your sins and when you go down in the water it's like you're burying those sins getting rid of them when you come out of the water you come out clean from those sins 
and that's what that represents being able to go down in the water and come out of the water it represents the death and burial of those sins and you're coming up a clean clean again and then that is you're clean but then you're giving the confirmation of having received baptism and the confirmation is called a baptism by fire and the reason why it's called that is because they lay their hands upon you those that are ordained lay their hands upon you and give you the gift of the holy ghost and with that that does two things one it um cleans you <clears throat> even more than the water did it purifies you as you know when you burn something you literally you know people in old times used to sterilize things by burning them and so <clears throat> it, you're being sterilized even more or cleaned or purified by receiving the gift of the holy ghost and so that's called the baptism by fire and two you get the holy ghost after baptism because then the Holy Ghost can be part of um, your daily cleansing in your life. If you choose to live the commandments, the Holy Ghost will guide you in making better decisions and keeping you um, on the path. And so that's given to you as a gift um, after baptism and uh, Everybody is welcome to feel the the Holy Ghost at one time or another in their lives. They feel something special calling them. And it is Christ calling us through the Holy Ghost and allowing us to hear truth and feel uh, the power of God at different times. But it comes and goes. It does not stay with you. The only time it stays with you is after you are given the gift of the Holy Ghost after baptism. And then it remains with you unless you kick it away from you by not living the commandments. And so this gift is precious because it really does guide us throughout life. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to have that especially on these latter days where everything is so confusing. It really does guide me towards truth. It really does guide me to stay away from hearing things that will only um, confuse me or inflict fear, etc. And it really does give me comfort and peace. And that is the work of the Holy Ghost. Um, and so there's a scripture in the Bible on Galatians 5.22, I believe. Uh, we can go there. And um, it tells us the importance of the Holy Ghost and how people feel the Go Holy Ghost in their lives. And I am going to go there just so that you know. Uh, the importance of the Holy Ghost and how people feel it. And in fact, you can read the chapter before 
as well and it will totally enlighten you or I might just do it right now um, so it says here um, verses 22 to 23 on Galatians 5 it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law and so these are the feelings that you will feel when you have the Holy Ghost with you. Um, and then the previous verses before those talks about... Um, other feelings of the world you will feel when you don't have the Holy Ghost. And um, let me find the exact part here where it says um, it says Uh, basically how God wants us to have a heart that is willing to stay close to him in order for him to bless us with those feelings um, and it says here It says here, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and shall not fulfill the lust of flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So what I just read to you is the things of the world that we partake of that if we find ourselves doing any or some of those things that I just read, we definitely don't have the Spirit of God with us or the Holy Ghost. And when you receive the Holy Ghost and stay close to God by living the commandments, you will feel the opposite, which is what I just mentioned. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And so I hope that it's clear to you, my friends, that we all need to be baptized um, and also to be baptized by fire in receiving the confirmation of the Holy Ghost <clears throat> so that we can then have the Holy Ghost guide us in these latter days, in these troubled times. And that is the way God will communicate with us. Um, he does hear every prayer you make and does answer prayers. But you will feel a companion here on earth when you do have the gift of the Holy Ghost confirmed upon you after baptism. And so, as you can see, God has laid the first step and the second step on getting back to him. There are other ordinations that need to happen in order for us to get there. And I sure hope that you found this important to hear and important to understand that uh, the people that baptize you and ordain you or confirm you um, must have the authority of God to do so. And this is where the confusion in the world lays nowadays. Um, but you will feel the truth and the power um, when, when it's shown to you. Um, you'll be able to discern um, when someone has the power and authority of God to administer these ordinances to you. So with that, I'm going to finish this podcast and hope that you have a fabulous day, that you remember you're a child of God and that he loves you unconditionally despite whatever it is we do and the mistakes we make. He is there to listen and to love and to comfort and give us peace. And I will see you next time. Rosario Garcia with Why Jesus.